Welcome to the Be Body Marketplace, where we treat, support, and invigorate our human bodies. Today, I'm joined with our final featured guest as part of the Sage Circle. She goes by Ariel Salome. Ariel's a lifestyle reinvention coach, among many things. And we're excited to hear from her today and you as well learn what her offerings are so that you can get more involved in the work that she does. Salome, in and of itself, is a Hebrew word meaning peace. So Ariel, what has brought you today to um, all that you're doing? Yeah, I mean, it's been an incredible journey. It's like I can go as far back as my birth <laughs> or uh, I could take us up to the birth of uh, my work. So um, thank you so much, Kayla, for hosting me. Uh, it is a pleasure to be here with you today. Um, so basically a little bit about my journey is I came into the world as a healer. And I knew that because my mother had called upon the energy of a healer to come into her life. And that is the energy and the power that she manifested when I was conceived in her womb. And my whole journey ever since has been an unfolding of what it means to be a healer and what it means to bring you know, the shalom of God into this realm. And so um, I, I always think, and I don't know how true this is for everyone, but I think it's kind of a general, um, a general axiom that the healer must first heal themselves. And so healers go through their own healing crisis. And I was introduced uh, to my first healing crisis at the age of 16, where I was diagnosed with ovarian cancer. And at the same time, while I was in the hospital to have surgery, um, I was diagnosed with chronic kidney disease. And so my life therefore had been completely shaped and altered by this experience. And ever since I've been on a journey of not just healing my body, but studying humans, studying healing technologies, and being able to bring that not only from a spiritual perspective, but also from a, an academic perspective, because in my um, academic studies, I've studied human design. I'm sorry, not human design, even though that is a thing. I've studied human development um, and social justice, social psychology, and organizational development. And so um, I do that by a trade uh, through my nine to five job. And I also integrate that work with uh, my coaching clients and those that uh, I work with. Awesome. That's amazing. That story of your birth in and of itself was an intent, an intent and a manifestation, which is you. And that's the work that you do. You work with others to help them manifest and birth and come into um, whatever it may be, a season of their life, a decision that needs to be made, just understanding their own selves more. That's, that is wonderful. So it sounds like you stepped into your calling and are really living this through, which is so beautiful. Um, what does your mother think of the work that you do? Absolutely. Uh, she's, of course, it's been an interesting journey because you know, a mother doesn't like to see her child in a position where there are times of struggle, where there are times of distress. Um, but overall, you know, we've both learned and, uh, learned and we have grown on this journey. 
and um, she's very, very supportive, even to the point where I get to introduce new spiritual technologies to her. And um, it's been a really, really great ride so far. And thanks for mentioning um, that other piece of my work. Yes. So uh, my brand is Fabulous and Zen, and I work with women who are unfulfilled with life, who want to manifest their higher self. And that all that means as higher self is like the totality of who you are in your being and all that you're capable of. So it's about getting clear, digging deep, and um, you know, painting the picture of who you are and what you want in your life. And I generally teach that through a process of spiritual alignment. So aligning your thoughts, your beliefs, and your actions such that you're able to create an energy channel that allows, that clearly allows for the, um, for what you want to manifest in your life. And is that the healing technologies that you spoke about? Um, not, well, those are like Reiki, you know, I am a Reiki practitioner, comedic Reiki practitioner, as well as I've studied somatics and somatics is basically comes from the Vajrayana Buddhism tradition. And um, there's also a an academic side of somatics and I've studied both. So I've studied uh, somatics in graduate school where that's looking at trauma therapy, trauma informed psychotherapy, as well as the spiritual tradition of somatics comes, like I said, comes from the, uh, the tantric tradition where you do techniques that are focused in the body, especially meditation, instead of like classic meditation and mindfulness is really centered in the head and clearing out the thoughts. But somatic meditation is really based in the body and being able to understand and cultivate a relationship with your body such that you're able to speak directly to your organs, that your organs are able to send you messages that you may not be picking up on. Because a lot of times in life, we are we go through and we don't necessarily know how to read the cues that our bodies are sending us in advance of any type of illness or distress or general stress in our society we just live in a very you know in a chronic stress state so it's like we really don't even know what it means to be you know in kind of this peaceful tranquil state um there was a time where i had to um I was living in Washington, D.C., where we had the pleasure of meeting, and um, I was hospitalized. My kidneys had gone into an episode of relapse, and um, I was so ill, and I had adapted to it, that um, when I actually got to the hospital and they gave me fluids and they gave me care, I kind of came back to life. And I had this epiphany, like, oh my gosh, we are in such a chronic state of dis-ease that we kind of don't even, we don't even know what it means to be well until we're in a wellness state. And we're like, oh, okay, this is what it's supposed to be like. Mm. Wow, so much there. And I couldn't agree with you more. And your experience alone, having had something so traumatic of news presented to you at a young age, you were, uh, for lack of better words, forced into this work because you had to work on you first. Mm -hmm. And then transcending the work of self into helping others um, with self. And when you said that chronic state, um, it that conditioning that we really allow, it makes me think about um, how you said to live by design, to actually create and to yeah. more cultivate your journey. Can you speak a little bit more about that? 
Yes, 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 yes. So my like my hashtag for fabulous and zen, and it's really like a life motto, is to live life by design and not default. Because what we are accustomed to and acculturated and trained to do is to you know go after the dreams that we see on TV or go after um, what our families want us to do. When I was younger, I wanted to be a doctor. That was actually more so connected to my work as a healer, honestly, now that I reflect back on it. But I chose a different path towards healing instead of um, the allopathic Western medicine uh, tradition. Uh, but we are um, accustomed to you know, what looks good on paper, having a good resume, what makes the most money, as opposed to really starting from within and identifying what is it that's gonna bring me the most joy, as well as what was I here and put on this earth to do? So what is my work? What are my lessons and what am I here to contribute? And then everything else becomes a result of you tapping into that inner power and i when i say that i live life by design and not default everything that you see around me is through intentional work that i have done from the type of job that i have to you know education and some opportunities that have come regardless of education something i mean some would even say that i wasn't even qualified for the current position that i have and i know for sure that i wasn't the most qualified of the candidates that came into this position, but I was very intentional with creating the type of environment I wanted to be in. I knew the type of home that I wanted to live in. I knew the part of the country that I wanted to live in. And you know, you apply these technologies and you can have what you want in a matter of months. Not all the time because life and your growth and patterns and things are still going to have to be worked on. So it definitely wasn't overnight. It's been about I mean, it's been a long journey, uh, but in terms of some of the, um, the methodologies and the technologies that I apply to my life and that I teach my clients, that's been an accumulation of about uh, eight, nine years of study. And I think that's where the self-love comes in, Ariel, along the journey as you are building out you and setting the tone and creating your environment and um, saying yes to what you really want. You have to love yourself along the way and not until you get there. Cause that's, you know, that's a part of the, you know, what we, what we battle with, what we suffer from essentially is the, when I get to, when I, this, but being present in the now, uh, I couldn't agree with you more. I'm, you know, here in the marketplace, our focus is primarily on, I would say uh, the physical body mm -hmm. um, and there's so many things that we do to the physical body that actually holds us back from stepping into everything that we have um, mm -hmm. manifested or we are manifesting and they have to be one and that's the whole listicism. Um, so for you, having heard this news about your ovarian or that, that the cancer that was in your ovaries, um, did you feel like your body was sort of playing catch up? How did you bring the two together, your intentions and also honoring um, where you were in your healing journey? Yeah, I really feel like the what I've been on and at the point of my life that I was diagnosed at such a young age, I believe that it was really a manifestation of the work that I'm here to do. I don't think that there was anything that I did, well, not that I think I know, there wasn't anything that I did wrong 
or that there was this accumulation or buildup in my own lifetime. I really believe that this is ancestral healing work. And I believe that there are a lot of us in our generation that are being called to do this work. We're just in the time and the space you know in time space continuum and the evolution of human consciousness we just find ourselves in a place where it's time for us to rise up especially those of us who are melanated especially those of us who are a part of the african diaspora we have a lot of trauma that is trapped inside of our cells and so i believe that this is just a manifestation and an opportunity to release that trauma out of the body because we have access to um, the technologies and to the teachings and a lot of these teachings are ancient um, um, especially like Kabbalah. I have studied Kabbalah and um, it was a very closely regarded um, spiritual tradition and uh, technology as well as um, you know the culture and the community around Kabbalah was not it was highly guarded it wasn't even open to women but just in the past like few decades I believe that they've begun to open and they're like you know now is the time where we can spread that and so I think that it's really just it's a matter of the time and um, what I did was just to learn that the nature the nature of the body of the physical body the nature of the emotional body the nature of the aura or the energetic body and how they work in concert with one another and um, how things show up first in our our aura or in our energetic body and then uh, in our emotional body and if that energy becomes really dense then it basically uh, manifests as disease in the body and coming into those truths really helped me to reconcile and move out of a space of like deep depression from when I was a teenager up until um, about my junior year in undergrad um, and moving into this space of like, well, this is life and here's how I'm gonna move forward. And then when I came into the knowledge of a lot of the teachers that I follow, it was just like, oh, okay, this is just a part of the journey. This is my destiny. Um, this is a manifestation of my gifts. And it's really like I, or what I like to say uh, when I'm out and having a speaking engagements or talking to people such as yourself, is that illness and disease is really an opportunity for us to form an intimate relationship with ourselves. Because if it wasn't for this, you know, who knows what we would be doing um, and not having the focus on that self-love and self-care that you were talking about earlier. So that's really um, how I was able to reconcile and bring the two together is by understanding those fundamental truths Wow, I had to snap for that. And so when you're at the point of knowing and acknowledging that this is the work, it's all the work, what would you say to those who may be struggling um, to, to honor that, but also being in society, being in the world where you feel like you have to, um, I don't know, so many things. It could be protect yourself, shield. It could be maybe compromise, um, lessen yourself, dampen, or um, because of the abrasiveness and the aggression um, that counterintuits that very work that you're doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, for me, it's really about when I learned about the law of attraction, you know, that was really big in the early 2000s and for that first decade of the 2000s um, through The Secret, 
um, and then kind of Abraham and Esther Hicks, their work being taught kind of on a larger scale or a more public scale as uh, social media became more available, YouTube started to blow up, people are getting exposure to these teachings that were really just in these kind of small privately held gatherings. Um, I would say that um, is to release the resistance and the attachment to all of that stuff because it just doesn't serve us. It really doesn't serve us. And that's another one of those default settings. You know, so when I talk about live life by design and not default, default is like all of the social conditioning that we receive, even as melanated people. Um, you know, they're the, in race consciousness. And I was a social, I am uh, a social justice advocate, a diversity, equity, inclusion practitioner but, uh, in corporate spaces. Um, and in the other spaces that I've been in, in nonprofit as well as local government. Uh, but there also has to be a level of detachment from that type of race consciousness um, and any type of uh, attachments to these paradigms and these concepts, these programs that, that run, you know, this kind of physical environment that we're in called the United States of America or called, you know, the planet Earth, depending on where you find yourself around the globe. But to understand, understanding that resistance creates more problems than surrender. I would just say at the end of the day, it's about surrendering to what is. Understanding, acknowledging your personal power and agency and doing something about it. That's it's really that simple. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where you come in. Yeah come in and help people do something about it at that transitional point of their lives where they're ready and they know they're stepping into something new but need guidance. Mm -hmm. So talk to us about what a chemistry call may entail when someone is ready to work with you. Yeah, absolutely. And my work is not just for people who have experienced any type of chronic illness or disease or things like that. It's really more expansive. I like to share that there are really three occurrences and life experiences um, where your consciousness is causing is calling for you to elevate your spirit is causing calling for you to elevate. Um, and th those are normally chronic illness the loss of um, a significant personal relationship, primary relationship, so that's a parent, a spouse, a child, um, or someone really, really close. And the third is through career crisis. So you're just like, I'm not doing well, I've been laid off, I don't know, um, I don't know what to do next. I'm really unhappy with my job. These people are getting on my nerves. You know, all of that. Those are really the three entry points. And actually the majority of my clients come to me when they are in that kind of career crisis mode. Um, and so that is an opportunity that signals to me like, oh, you're ready for this, right? So readiness comes in kind of like those three kind of distressing and stressful situations. And um, yeah, I just invite anyone to connect with me to have a chemistry call. And a chemistry call is basically, let's, let me hear a little bit about your story. I like to offer um, a little bit of insight and in what I think and to you know open up your mind and your capacity to see what's possible as opposed to what we're normally trained to do, right? Default versus design. The default mode is to 
oh, here are all the limitations that exist because I'm this, because I'm that, because I'm that. Here are the limitations. But I really like to start by opening and expanding your mind into seeing what is actually possible. I spoke with a woman by the name of Ava Laura, who is also. Uh, yeah. You know, Laura. Yeah. Yes, she's also came to visit us for the Sage Circle, and she said something that opened my awareness to, um, or around rather, affirmations. Um, Gung ho proponent of affirmations. But she said, it's one thing to have affirmations, but it's another thing to actually believe it. Because sometimes we say something because it sounds good, uh, but it can't serve us until we actually believe it. So it can begin to do the work in us and around us and through us. And I was like, whoa, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Because then when I heard about this chemistry call, which I absolutely love how you have um, framed the work that you do in this way. You have created, um, what should you say? You are like, it's presented in a way where let's still be in touch with reality. Can you actually work with me? Is this going to work? Is this for you? And am I the one to be able to offer you what it is you need at this time? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really just assists you in that part of your journey because coaches are are like cheerleaders. You know, it's really like, uh, this is, you know, opening you up to blind spots that you may not see um, and helping you to reframe. That's that's huge. The reframing process is really, really huge to move you from operating in default and getting into your your power as a creator, because that's the power that we've been given by the creator. We are spirit and spirit resides within us and the power that created this universe and the power that created this body resides in us and we have the opportunity and access to go in and to get what we need and and make it manifest into the physical realm that's so powerful i hope that you as a listener are really letting that absorb into your into your space into your energetic space and into your physical body that is truth there um and i especially want to encourage women who may be struggling with their confidence to really hear the word that ariel just shared um particularly around acceptance self-acceptance and maybe you're one of the ones who've been scrolling on social media or going to different websites or at, at that turning point of your own career where you're ready to do something for you but Um, you're not sure Um, and there is that phrase self-made that I think people also struggle with too as well not Mm -hmm. arrogant or seem arrogant Mm -hmm. if you have had um, or have a religious attachment or a belief system attachment that says to be careful about how much you do and about tapping Mm -hmm. that power and Um, this is definitely the moment where you can give yourself permission. And if you are listening to this, it's not by um, default. (laughs) It's not by coincidence. It is 
yeah. Yeah, we definitely believe in synchronicity. And for anyone, um, you know, anyone where, you know, particular language or framing of concepts can create a little bit of dissonance. Like I've been there, I am a bona fide church girl. So for me to get to where I am today and to be to be able to comfortably share in this space and in this truth that I know, you know, it definitely took work. Um, but and and then I don't forsake my upbringing, you know, good old in the good old Church of God in Christ. I had a fantastic upbringing, and then I just said, God, show me you because I feel like something's missing. There's something else out there. And there is more of you that I haven't seen within this, the context of this uh, black religious experience. Um, and so, yeah, like if you can just, you know, if anything resonates and you feel like, hmm, there's, there's something there, there's something there, you know, feel free, feel free to reach out. Yes, indeed, do reach out. You can um, visit her website at arielkirkland.com. Um, again, her company, her business, her brand is the fabulous Zen. Um, and she herself goes by Ariel Salome. So before we depart, um, I just want to echo one of the things that you mentioned just now, which is um, the truth that I know. I think that that is powerful among many things that you shared today, Ariel, the truth that I know. Um, so um, for our listeners, if you are considering working with Ariel um, as a coach and as a guide, um, she's there to help you come into your own, but you still have to do the work. Absolutely. Well, Ariel, is there anything that you would like to share with us for um, our final words of wisdom in the sage circle? Yeah, I mean, it's just beautiful energy. So happy to be here. And really that we're in the time, we are in the time of our life right now. Things look, I like to say that, that change and expansion often comes in uncomfortable packages, right? especially if you have called because there are several things that i had prayed for when i was younger and things that i wanted but i didn't expect them to show up in the way that they did and so when you resist it you know like they say whatever you whatever you resist persists and it's so true because you hold up that block and it's just a simple law of physics for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. So if you're holding up a resistance barrier, that thing that you're resisting is holding up that same amount of energy um, towards you and pressure. So if you practice the art of surrendering, then that thing that which you are resisting also surrenders. And so if you can surrender to the energy of 2020 and the transformation that is bringing us in this opportunity to kind of be present with where we are, be present in our homes because we're forced to be indoors uh, to a certain extent. You know, a lot of our entertainment and those things that we find pleasure in externally have been shut down. So really just take the time to go inward and ask yourself, what do I want? And it's that simple. What is it that I want and how can I create it? Uh, and I always like to leave with listeners to know that you are safe, you are loved, and you do not fail, you only learn. So thank you, Kayla, thank you for having me. 
You're very welcome. Thank you for being here. And thank you for listening. Please continue to treat, support, and invigorate your human body. Be body. <laughs>